You've got your recording space. You know what level of podcasting you're going to move forward with. Now it's time to have the mic talk. Welcome to the official National Podcast Post Month podcast. I'm your host and the founder of NAPOD Pomo, Jennifer Navarrete. This podcast is presented in two segments. The first segment is a guide for podcasters participating in National Podcast Post Month throughout the month-long challenge that is the 16th annual NAPOD Pomo. The second segment is the behind the scenes of how this particular podcast is coming together using Podcasting 2.0's live item tag done through Blueberry's PowerPress plugin. When it comes to microphones, we could talk for days. I mean, seriously, we could talk for days. But since this is a nugget-sized podcast, I will approach it with a nod to the last episode on the four levels of podcasting. Now, this is not a comprehensive list, just some basic things for consideration. So what I'm sharing here are just a few things I found helpful And I'm a fan of meeting people where they're at when it comes to tech and increasing their knowledge over time. So let's start with level one, mobile plus apps. If you're using your mobile phone in a good environment, you are using your mobile phone in a good environment, right? (laughs) Of course you are. Well, did you know that on an iPhone, there's a way to improve your audio quality even further? What you can do is on the main screen of your phone, if you swipe from the upper right-hand corner down to the lower left corner diagonally, diagonally? Do I sound like Diagon Alley? (laughs) To the lower left corner, your iPhone's menu will pop up. And in the upper right option, it says mic mode standard. You're going to want to click that or push that. And that's another option is going to pop up. And one of the options is isolation mode. Select that. What isolation mode will do is it minimizes the sound of the environment around you and really hones in on your voice. And it, it creates a warmer sound. It's really quite lovely. And it's in your phone already. Now for Android users, um, I've asked them about this. They don't have anything like this on their phone, but what they tell me is that their phone already does this automatically and they don't have to go pick a button. I'm like, okay, cool. Now, whether this is true or not, please, if you're an Android user and no, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Now um, let's talk about headphones. We haven't really talked about headphones much, but the fact is that I want to underline bold, all caps in shouty text say you should always wear headphones when recording audio or video. Always. No exceptions. Let me tell you, this is a real pain point for podcasters. You want to make a podcaster internally grown? Show up for an interview without headphones or earbuds. Why? Because audio from your speakers can bleed into your microphone audio. It causes distortion of sound or in some cases, a terrible echo. And if two people are talking over one another, it can cancel both of their audio out. So a good reminder is to think about keeping your audio that you speak with separate from the audio that you hear with. Level two, USB microphones. Remember this podcast is meant as a support for folks who are trying podcasting for the first time or experimenting with new ways to podcast. If you have a USB mic like a Yeti or a similar type mic, Now, hold on. Before I get some outrage comments from, quote, real podcasters who absolutely despise a Yeti, I'm here to tell you, mind your business. The fact is, the reason the Yeti gets so much negative press is because most of the time folks are using it incorrectly. Although Logitech is discontinuing the Yeti, it has been the starter podcaster's go-to mic for a really long time, and with good reason. I think with good environment and mic technique, it's actually a microphone worthy of some respect. First of all, the Yeti is quite versatile. It has four directional patterns, and it's important to know which one to choose for your specific recording case. 
If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you're not alone because I can't tell you how many times I'm doing an audio design session with a client's podcast guest and walking them through the features of the Yeti microphone that they've owned and happily been using for years and have no idea how to use it. At the end of the audio design session, I often hear, wow, I had no idea what all of those things meant. And oh, I had no idea I could sound so good. <laughs> you know, the G.I. Joe cartoon when I was a kid at the very end, they'd have like a little PSA and G.I. Joe would say, knowing is half the battle. And he was totally right. If you don't know how to use the tools and the equipment, in this case, the Blue Yeti, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. But once you know and you can improve your technique, now you can deliver a better experience for everyone. And yes, especially for your podcast producer. <laughs> so level three, if you're building a dedicated podcast studio, I'm going to guess that you probably know a lot of these things. So the one tip I have for you is to look into low profile boom arms. For years and years and years, I've had the traditional boom arms, which take up a lot of dicky dang space. I mean, let's face it, they're kind of unsightly in some ways. And so recently I've gotten into the low profile boom arms. and Oh my gosh, what a difference. My video studio space is so much tidier and it's just pleasant and not in the way. Now let's move on to level four. Your podcast production team will walk you through what you need. And I can tell you right now, I'm recommending the Shure MV7 because it's easy for clients to plug into their laptop. Plus it has the option to grow with them. It's so much easier to go with a setup that's like a low lift. I mean, we're all comfortable connecting accessories to our computers via USB. So I found that it's just best to keep things simple. And the MV7 is a great option for folks who want something that sounds good. It's easy to connect. And of course, it has the option to expand later. Now, are there mics that have a better sound? Are there mics that are more affordable? Are there mics that are more expensive? <laughs> well, yeah, of course, there's all sorts of great options at all different price ranges. And if you feel like a field trip, I suggest going to a music store and testing out the mics they have and listen to how you sound and pick the one that you like the best. And by the way, the one that you like the best does not have to be the most expensive one. It just has to be the one that sounds right for you. So that wraps up this speed round explanation episode and also concludes the three-part series inside of this larger 30-part series for Napod Pomo. Man, say that fast three times. Now onto the second part of the episode where I share the behind the scenes of going live with Podcasting 2.0's live item tag via Blueberry's PowerPress plugin. Now in the last episode, I talked about how I'd gotten the live item tag and broadcast service walkthrough from Mike Dell. And as this was a new knowledge and a new process to me, I really wanted to get it right. So I would go back through my notes and I would reread the emails and I would look at my settings inside of the PowerPress plugin and I would look at my settings inside of the broadcast streamer and that was it. I watched a few more videos, read some more articles about broadcast streaming in general. Now, of course, these other videos were not for live podcasting specifically, and they certainly weren't for podcasting 2.0's live item tag, but that didn't stop me from trying to learn more. I had everything set up, so why didn't I go live? Well, the fact is, I felt intimidated. The podcasters who had been actively going live as part of podcasting 2.0's live item tag are a whole lot of the guys who are longtime podcasters. Very techie geeky. And you may be asking yourself, well, wait a minute, Jennifer, aren't you also a longtime podcaster? Yeah, 18 years and counting. But when it came to this, I felt like a total newbie. I felt unsure and intimidated and just like, I didn't take action. <laughs> I just sat there re-looking at all of my notes, re-looking at all of my settings. Now, 
it isn't the only reason. As the person hosting this event, I'm actively supporting the community online through the Facebook group, through the Hive community, through the Twitter slash X community, and posting updates on my personal social media profiles all about Napod Pomo. I'm also co-hosting two other Napod Pomo podcasts with a couple of co-hosts. Yeah, I know. 90 podcast episodes in 30 days. It's a bit much. So I had plenty of excuses because I also had a client roster filled with podcast production. I mean, it was full tilt, lot less sleep and a lot of podcasting, which I love podcasting. So it wasn't like it was painful. It was just a lot. So I had plenty of excuses and valid reasons why going live was just not happening. But the reality was I just lacked the confidence to do the thing. I had everything I needed to be successful. Now, if only I would get out of my own way. And with that, I will close out this episode of the official National Podcast Post Month podcast for the 16th Annual 30-Day Global Podcast Challenge. In the next episode, I'm going to share what it took to push me to go live. So be sure to come back now, you hear? <laughs>